podcast i am drew and my name is brian and today we had gregory ray in because him and drew were part of this cool event it was called smash the skate it was an event that we did for four years and it was equal parts skate comp slash music fest slash fundraiser that benefited uh mountain dew skate park and we just uh, went over sort of the history of how that event came to be and how gregory and i ran it and some of our favorite memories and whatnot, and it was it was a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun for me because I had seen the Smash the Skate event. I I hadn't ever been to one, but after listening to them today, unfortunately, you said you might not do it this year. It depends. It's all up in the air at this point. Uh, we're not going to do it. <laughs> all right. Well, it's all up in the air at this point, and it's a bummer because now that I've learned more about it, it's something I would 100% go to because it's not just – punk metal awesome music from semi-local and 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 you'll hear very far away <laughs> bands but but it was you had skate competitions with prizes so even if you're not into that you teamed up with uh barge Infest, and then the tribune got involved i mean you'll hear all about it in the episode but isn't that about yeah right? yeah exactly Good summary yeah and you know just sitting there reminiscing about uh all the good memories from the event and some of the bands that we had over the years and I might make a playlist on YouTube so you can check out some of the Ooh, bands that definitely. played. And uh yeah, it was just fun. And I was I was telling Brian about Gregory uh after we started recording this episode, because this is in post after the episode, but right. uh I was telling Gregory or Gregory, I was telling Brian about a favorite memory of mine from event planning for this that is just perfect a perfect example of Gregory and uh him as a person and anybody that's listening would be able to envision this perfectly. So one time Gregory and I were were in the early stages of planning for Smash the Skate and we decided to get together at uh, Sunset Park to sit down and sketch out some ideas. And I said, okay, that sounds awesome. And I show up and yeah. I see Gregory. He's at the park. He's at the park. Waiting with, for you. With about uh, 30 other people sitting crisscross applesauce in a circle. Tie-dying. All ready to plan sca- smash the skate? No, all ready to uh, tie-dye some shirts. They're all tie-dyeing some shirts. And well, you got a tie-dye shirt out of the deal anyway. I did. I went home and I got a tie-dye shirt. But I, <laughs> I immediately knew we were not doing any planning on the event. But uh, that was a favorite memory of mine for uh, as far as event planning goes for that event. And it... It just is emblematic, I feel like, of uh, Gregory as a person and his connection to other people and uh, his sort of just free-flowing way. Yeah, he's a really neat guy, and he actually does a lot of events um, He does in the Valley. We we often plug his Abundance, yep. but he does uh, those BYOV, Bring Your Own Vinyls. Mm-hmm. And, and that's at Parejas, he mentioned right? A, yeah, Parejas generally, and he yeah. mentioned something about a new event company or something he was starting, right? Yeah, I think he called it Engender. Engender. You'll have to listen to the episode because I don't recall the ins and outs exactly, but he does go into some detail about that in the episode, so definitely stick around and check that out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, It was fun having him in. He's a character. I liked him. Um, We tried some of my beer. He liked it, and that that made me feel good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, listen to the episode. Smash Smash the Skate is cool. Uh, maybe it won't happen this year, but if we pick up steam, maybe it'll it'll happen again. And that it sounds Who like knows? a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, but ultimately, in the end, it was worth it. 
Cool. Well, let's shoot over to some uh, events happening this weekend. Okay, looking at Friday, February 21st, we've got a few events here happening in the Valley. Looks like Pizza and Politics at Hot Shots Cafe in Lewiston, and that is happening at 6.30 p.m., and that's dealing uh, exclusively on Idaho legislature, so that could be cool. I feel like pizza and politics are like extremely opposite things. Yeah. Pizza's delicious and warm and makes you feel good, and politics just drive wedges. See, politics drive wedges. Pizza is a wedge. It's shaped like a wedge. It's all connected. And if you get mad, you could throw it at somebody. All right. Okay. Pizza and politics, Hot Shot Cafe, 630. Sounds like a, an event. I would go. I'd go. Then also happening that Friday, uh, the 21st, that is, at 7 p.m., you can go check the range benders at Mystic Cafe in Lewiston. And as far as I can tell, those look like the the two events that we're going to talk about for Friday, the 21st of February. Yeah. Wait, there was uh, one more, I think. Um, but now I don't see. Oh, Daniel Fowler's playing at Parejas. And there's a karaoke contest at uh, the Stadium Sports Bar. Where is that? Is that here? That's at the Clearwater River Casino. Okay, cool enough. Karaoke contest. Oh, there's cash prizes for that. You know what? Ah, you might find Brian at the karaoke <laughs> contest. Look at that. I don't know if I'll win, but maybe I can get second or third. That wouldn't be bad. No, that wouldn't be too bad. There's cash prizes. That's at the Clearwater River Casino. Heck, you may be able to find me at the karaoke contest. Now, Brian doesn't like to curse often, <clears throat> so take note of him saying heck. Did I say heck? Big cusser guy. Dude, Caitlin just said that I sound like a dad sometimes. <laughs> And I said, what are you talking about? And then you just said, you sound, you say, I said I was a happy camper. Oh. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, you are a dad, so. I, yeah, well, I've got it down. All right. Apparently, at least sounding like one. So Saturday, tomorrow, February 22nd, 7 p.m., Preha Sellers. We've got Shania Rales. I think she plays about every weekend. Um, oh, here I'm going to throw a, a curveball at you because okay. Casey Lee is playing on a Wednesday. Oh, this was two days ago, though, because the whole future thing. Well, Casey Lee played last Wednesday. It would have been pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everybody. Um, man, I think uh, that's about it. Also, I'm sorry. If- Seaport Striders. Seaport Striders, what's that? It's a, a, running, run? a running group, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Seaport Striders, Edge of Hell Trail Run happening Saturday, February 22nd at 10 a.m. Uh, registration and check-in, same day. So show up at 9 if you're a runner and you want to do some running. Saturday, February 22nd is the day for you. And that you. is at Hell's Gate State Park, and it looks like you're supposed to meet at the Jack O'Connor Hunting Heritage Museum. That sounds like fun. I haven't ran in a while. I'd be pretty slow at it, but... I like running. I think I might die if I had to run any <laughs> length of distance. Yeah. And hey, look, if you had an event this weekend and we missed you and you want to be on the show, just send us an email. Henry Funk emails us. He, oh, uh, we should probably check that. That looks like a cool event. <laughs> What's Crossroads that? of our region, rivers, rails, and roads panel discussion. Oh, the library. Yeah, that's happening at 1 p.m. at the Lewiston Public Library. Man, the Lewiston Public Library seems like a really happening place. It does. Because... What was the other thing, the agriculture thing happening there? Yeah, that was, of course, on the Wednesday. Though. No, that was a couple days ago. But still, they're having, they're yeah. having a lot of cool stuff going on. So yeah. Check out your library. 
Oh, yeah, and that reminds me, we are now on Stitcher for those listeners that listen on Stitcher. And Brian kindly uploaded all the episodes to YouTube as well, so you can check us out on there. Yeah, definitely check us out on YouTube. That's been kind of fun. I just make super basic videos. Uh, I liked doing one with Jamie because she sent us a bunch of her art. Yeah. And I was able to have her pictures cycle through on the YouTube one. So I think you can find us just about everywhere now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's it. Let's go to uh, Gregory and hear you guys talk about Smash the Skate. Let's do it. Um, Yeah, Uh, this was a great, this was a great time. Like I said, I had a lot of fun uh, having Gregory in and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy the show. Thanks. looking this looks good and i can hear you too yeah yeah that's good <laughs> i don't know if i'll keep them on the whole time but cheers for the beers man yeah. this is good really this tasty one. yeah yeah thank you thank you cheers mm-hmm. cheers You're welcome i don't know if you like dark beers but... <laughs> okay good good you might like it then sweet mm-hmm. well there's options for you well we've got gregory ray and drew you're a guest today Drew is a guest, and we're talking about Smash the Skate. Smash. Gregory, Gregory, why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do and Uh, your life philosophy and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, so wait. I thought we only had an hour. (laughs) (laughs) The abbreviated version. Right. Um, So, yeah, so um, Gregory Ray. um, All day. DJ from the the Bay Area, um, single father. Um, and huge community interest, love to try to create environments and things and, uh, places people can go to have fun. And, um, just a couple, I've been a part of a couple of local, uh, coalitions, Epic coalition. I'm, I, I sit on the board at QBH. Um, so just trying to be actively involved in the community is a, a huge proponent of who I am and, um, yeah, that's kind of it in a in a nutshell. I'm I'm into graphic design. Um, uh, got a background in skateboarding because my stepson is a pro skater. Well, in my mind, he's a pro skater. But uh, River Latella, um, been a skater for a long many of years. So that kind of sparked my interest in this event. But yeah, that's kind of the long and skinny of it. Cool, long version. and skinny. Sure. He's also an alpinist and an outdoorsman. Mm. Okay, we, we, I guess I could talk about myself a little bit, but anyway, yeah. yeah so, you, is that, that's uh, mountain climbing? Yeah, or just so hiking? I do a lot of mountaineering, backpacking, mountaineering, right. um, rafting. Kayaking. I like all those things. I like going backpacking and rafting, and it's been a while because, like I said, I've got the kid that's a year and a half, so I haven't gone in a year and a yeah. half. But oh, you'll have your time. Hopefully, this summer, I'm, I've got at least one trip planned to the Seven Devils. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, a friend of mine and I were just talking about the seven devils, um, how they, there's like crazy insect mi- migrations there and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Butterflies and ladybirds or ladybugs. Ladybirds. ladybirds. I like male birds Lady, too. Yeah. Ladybirds. <laughs> Ladybird. But, uh, I also actually, I also, um, host cyclists at my house. I've been doing that for the last four years. Oh, when they're, you uh, know what? I saw you at Hogan's one night and mm-hmm. I met one of those cyclists. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. He seemed really nice. Yeah. He was having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. What are these cyclists? So they, they're usually on cross country treks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Like uh, Portland to Portland, you know, Portland, Oregon, Oregon to Portland, Maine. Could have been easily, just as trips. easily Lewiston to Lewiston. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, could have been. Well, they knock yeah. them both out. They could knock them both out. They could do the Portland, Lewiston to Portland, Lewiston. Oh, wow. Too much? I'm writing that down. I'm going to save right. that. That's going to be <laughs> a life. That's on the bucket list. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's cool. You host them at your house. How'd you get involved with that? Uh, through Warm Showers, the organization, um, and then I continued on to do my own thing, uh, which is Gregory's Grotto, um, nice. which you can find on Facebook. It's kind of just a fun little thing I do for poops and giggles, and uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it, and my thir- now 13-year-old daughter, who's an amazing, inspiring artist, is also being inspired by these cyclists traveling the world and sharing their adventures with us, so... It's just a kind of a cool experience all around. And being that we're on the Lewis and Clark Trail, I get a lot of that um, cross-country bicycling traffic. So it's kind of neat, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. And wh- you said you're from the Bay Area. When did you move to Lewis and Clarkston? Uh, in 2007, the summer of 2007. All uh, right. I had visited previous times to that, um, but moved here officially in July of 2007. Got here actually the Day. It was my daughter's first birthday when I got here. All right. It was like the night before, and then it was her birthday. And Perfect. we were here. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, it's uh, coming from the Bay, did some DJing out there for many, many years, and so I kind of semi-retired to come out here and, and uh, raise my daughter. Well, we plug every time you do an Abundance, we plug it. So cool. why don't you tell us a little bit about Abundance, because that's something else that you do that we've been plugging, and people might be wondering what that is. And then I'd like to have Drew chime in and uh, tell us how you guys met. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Abundance is just one of, again, of a similar community-style event. Um, this one, uh, in a nutshell, is an ecstatic dance, which is basically um, originated in uh, more shaman practices where... People will get together and drum or play music and just um, find uh, a state of trance through the through the music. And it's you don't go there to talk, you don't go there to socialize. You Sounds just go like there my to dance. place. Yeah, and which is great because it, it creates a forum uh, for people that uh, have social anxieties, which you're seeing a lot of that nowadays. You know, uh, it can be crippling. So this environment, people could just show up. And dance unencumbered, not worrying about who's who's who or what's, who's doing what. And the people that we've met through this and are just ecstatic, pun intended. You know, they're like yeah. really into no, that's it because awesome. it's like, oh my gosh, I, I'll i never go to a nightclub or a bar to go dancing because I just, I can't handle that. But this allows me to, to do that. So, hmm. yeah, and... <clears throat> That's just one of some other fun little community projects that I got in the works. But um, Smash the Skate was definitely one of the most fun projects that, that I've ever worked on community-wise. Uh, again, all-inclusive, you know, which, again, the abundance is the same. Kids welcome. Uh, we just did one Friday, and there was like, I don't know, like 10 kids there and their parents, and it was great. That's fun. Well, yeah, Smash the Skate. That's what we're here to talk about today. And that was put on by Drew and and you, Gregory. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Drew, how did you guys meet? So Gregory and I met probably like 2012, somewhere in there, at uh, Tri-State Outfitters. We both worked there, and that kind of is a tie-in to our mutual love of the outdoors and just uh, wanting to 
be able to make our jobs in that outdoor retail space. And we just became friends over the years doing that. And uh, I, I recognized Gregory because, as he mentioned before, his son participated in skate comps and stuff like that around the area. And so I kind of loosely knew who Gregory was, and we just became buddies. And eventually some years passed, and Gregory and I both kind of left Tri-State. And I, I actually went back and was there till the end of Tri-State. R.I.P. But uh, no doubt. <laughs> oh yeah, they they're they're only in Moscow now. Uh, Moscow, Moses Lake, and Coeur d'Alene. I meant around yeah. here, but yeah, yeah. And we knew what you meant. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> Moscow. Yeah, yeah. Coeur d'Alene, Tri-State. Yeah. Brought to you by Tri-State Outfitters. And <laughs> where? Where do they have locations, Drew? <laughs> those those places previously mentioned. All right, sorry. So you guys worked at Tri-State. You met each other. You love the outdoors. Yeah. Skateboarding. Yeah. And so uh, it was July or no, I guess it was way before that. It was probably like September of 2015, I think, was the year that we first started Smash the Skate. And uh, I had some friends in Boise that, that were in this really great hardcore band called Ingrown. And... They wanted to come up and play a show in Lewiston because they were playing a show July 2nd in Moscow and they wanted to kind of hit both places. And I thought to myself, there's absolutely no way anybody's going to come watch your, your band play in Lewiston. So I started thinking of ideas of how can I make it like an event to entice people to go and like, you know, make this a recurring thing where we can help celebrate the skate park. And, you know, I get to hang out with my friend Gregory again. So I started thinking about it, and I thought, well, that's really close to the 4th of July because I think our our first year was supposed to be on 4th of July. Yeah. Um, so I thought skateboarding, fireworks, and hardcore music, like what what could be cooler than that? So I, I rushed to call Gregory because I knew Gregory was down to help out in any way with stuff like this, and he had a passion for skateboarding. Huge. Absolutely, yeah. So I told him my idea, and we sort of started sketching it out from there. What was the What was the other name that we came up with or that you came up with and it was more 4th of July oriented? Oh, man, Leak I don't it. remember. On, what, what was I don't it? remember. Oh, it was, we it had was good, several, We had yeah. several names written down. Uh, we might have to <clears throat> remember and pull those record up. it and add it in there somewhere. Gotcha. <laughs> we can do that. I can't remember. Yeah, we can right? do that. We have the power. Podcast you should see magic. the uh, list of names we had for this one. Oh, man. And my wife is still sad we didn't call it Valley Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm not sad about it. No. No. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Um, so this was born of a love of skateboarding and these punk guys wanting to come in for a show and then just you melded your loves for those two things in this event. Yeah, yeah. basically. So how did you mm -hmm. get the idea to make it a fundraiser? And well, was it a fundraiser? It was a fundraiser, mm -hmm. and I think yep. Gregory informed me that there was still a balance owed on the skate park, mm -hmm. and so it the was Mountain just, Dew skate park on right Southway, Snake River. Snake River. So it was just kind of a no-brainer at that point because we were like, okay, well, we have to do this. We have to raise money and pay this thing off, and it was an obtainable goal. It wasn't that much. I mean, it was just a few thousand dollars. Well, I think when we first started <clears throat> off, it was. Over ten thousand dollars. Was it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was you know however many years back, um, and uh, Dan Proshel, who was a huge proponent of the skating community out here. Right. Um, but uh, Danny was like, um, they had the VSA Valley Skate Park Association right. at the time, which is now 
dis whatever disband sure yeah <laughs> anyway uh, but he mentioned it he's like yeah oh that's cool you know you guys and if i re- recall correctly um he mentioned that th- there was still money owed and that it would be easy to get all of the proper credentials to throw the event if we had it as a fundraiser i right. think that was kind of his idea yeah because um, there was stipulations on who could use the space the space being the skate park and how we had to make it a non-profit thing. We had to go through the city. We had to get um, a noise variance through the police department. We had to go through all these necessary channels yeah. to, to make it happen. You got you can't actually reserve the skate park for an event. You right. technically can't. And we, we might not add this in the thing, but you can't actually um, reserve the space uh, for any reason other than maybe that. And right. maybe not even that. Like, yeah. I think it was kind of like, oh, yeah, let's just do it. You know, mm-hmm. and the city was like, we had a couple friends in the city and they were like, this is cool. Let's just reserve it for you guys and make this happen. Yeah, you I know? think they so could make special. Uh... They made special accommodations. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome, you know, and yeah, a huge part of it. So, yeah, thanks, Tim Barker from yep. the Shout city of Lewiston, dude. He, that guy was huge advocate for it and just he made things happen for us we said hey man we need this he was like boom he did and he mm-hmm. also was willing to work with us year after year i mean mm-hmm. i don't know how many lunches we had with him yep. planning yep. and setting everything up totally into it yeah yep. so yeah thanks a lot uh tim barker and the city of Lewiston for for being a part of that yep <clears throat> definitely and how many bands played that first year was it just the one no, so the first year we had, I want to say, 12 bands play. 12. Yeah. And the bulk of those were from the Boise area. Um, there were some from Walla Walla. There were some from Spokane, Moscow. Did your band play? We didn't. My band disbanded before that. Ah, uh, I see. We were, we were supposed to play, and we didn't. Ah. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Won't scratch open that old wound. Uh, no. <laughs> Was that Delotted? Delotted. No. Was it? What was the name of the? <laughs> it's no, close. I think it was Wait, uh, it? diazepam. Diazepam. Yeah. <laughs> like it's some drug. <laughs> Quaalude. Yeah. The ludes. <laughs> well, there's a hardcore band well, from I'm, the '80s called Gorilla Biscuits. Oh, really? Well, I'm thinking That's about awesome. starting one called Baby Aspirin. So there you go. Dude, baby Aspirin. Yeah. That could work. That could, that could work. It really gets the blood flowing. <laughs> death does. metal, right? It does. Death metal. <laughs> well, yeah. No. It's death metal with baby sounds. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's good in small doses. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, baby I see you doses. guys have some flyers and stickers. Maybe we'll take some sweet pictures of those and, and post them up on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. But where did you get all your flyer and sticker stuff done? I mean, are you guys graphic designers to either of you? Well, I dab in design. I kind of mess around with it. Um, but th- we actually had um, these, a lot of these. Well, actually, I did this year number four. I did that. But um, a few of these worked on um, by designers from Fast Signs, which were um, uh, Bo Wakefield. Please. Bo Wake- Wakefield, he did this one. Um, and then... Um, uh, we recruited Corbin to do Corbin. Yep. The sort of agnostic front boots, but it's, Corbin did a couple it's with the uh, uh, Vans skate highs instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and then I had some of my buddies from all over the place do art. Uh, Nate Walters from Seattle area, he did one year. Um, my friend Mars did one last year, and then uh, the year before that, I want to say 
I don't remember his name. He's from Spokane, but that's probably my favorite year. Year two, I want to say this was. No, year three. For the art? Yep. Yeah. That might have been my favorite one. There was some good art. One. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many years were you guys rolling on this? <laughs> four years. Four years. Yep. Yeah. We've done it for four years, uh, two two of which were pa- paired up with the Barjin Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of a good segue into the next thing we we're going to talk about is how the event sort of evolved yeah because you've got this big banner here and it's it's smash the skate barge in and i've heard Mm -hmm. of the barge in fest but i didn't know you guys were connected at least for a a while yeah yeah so we we combined our event with uh the tribunes event which was formerly called the doc concert right and they had done that for a number of years before we sort of combined everything into this barge in fest and at that time, I don't think that it included the Hogan's After Party, but we added in the Hogan's After Party. Um, yeah. So it became an event where over the course of this day, you could go to the Capitol Street Dock Concert at the Tribune physical location, or you could come see us at the skate park. And then afterwards, you could wrap up the day at Hogan's. For the after party. For yeah. the after party. That sounds awesome. And it the, was it was awesome. The first year, I thought the coolest thing about Bargen was the trolley. Uh, yeah. Gary Bush donated his trolley to shuttle you, people Gary. back and forth. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. That's Gary Bush of Gary Bush, the, what is that, the underground something? The ghost tours. Yeah. Ghost yeah. tours, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, we'd like to have him on someday, too. Yeah. Oh, he would be a great yeah. person to have on here. But yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of neat because you could use the levee as a little system to get to and from on on your bike or walk if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So that was a really cool little uh, collaboration we did between... Anytime there's transportation at an event like this, it just really steps it up. Yeah. You know definitely. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And some people even rode their bikes to and from, um, you know, it was easy access, Capitol Street dock right there on the 5th Street Bridge. You could take the bridge over and take the levee right over to the skate park. And yep. in fact, that's what these banners were for is to kind of highlight the entrance to the events. And, oh, cool. And there were other uh, partners that were a part of the the collaboration, too, like the Center for Arts and History. Right. Um, they did a pop-up station um, as part of the event, and were um, uh, the, my beloved friend Kelsey Grafton did some custom graphics for T-shirts. Which were amazing. Killer graphics, yeah. And <clears throat> at one point, one year, she had three different stations throughout the Bargin Festival, and in order to get the complete T-shirt, you had to go to all the different oh, cool. stations. You know, the, you had to go to the one at the Capitol Street Dock. You had to go to the one at uh, Center for Arts and History. And then you eventually had to end up at Smash the Skate. So it was a really good way to kind of tie the event together yeah. and get a sweet custom tee out of it. And that, <clears throat> that uh, tradition of getting your shirt screen printed started with smash the skate yep. because we we had the on the fly screen printing station right on site yep. yeah at year one and then we kind of spread it out throughout the the fest after that smash the shirt smash the shirt that's so awesome it that would be cool. neat you could just get a shirt screen printed right oh, there skaters were taking their sweaty shirts off and printing them right there on the spot i mean yeah. it wasn't ideal but it was happening yeah well, <laughs> it was cool yeah. that sounds sweet though yeah it yeah. was a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah it was that was a killer collab for sure yeah. So this went for four years, you said. Uh, is there going to be a fifth year? Well, uh. Uh, I think at this juncture, <laughs> we're, we're going to kind of call it well, quits. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, why don't you tell me how, you, how it evolved from year one to year four? Because you said you had 12 bands the first year and yeah. one screen printing, and then it kind of spread out, and you got all this. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like Gregory was saying, the first two years we kind of just were running and gunning by ourselves as two guys collecting all this. Seems uh, like every year we were doing. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were. I mean, pretty much. It which was is a, part it was of the two man show. Which is part of the reason why we're not going to do it for mm-hmm. 2020 is just because it's a lot of work for just two people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the first couple of years, it was just us and. Uh, we just sort of picked the band. Well, I mean, every single year we just picked, I picked bands that I really liked that I felt like I could convince to come up here and play. So we had bands from all over the West coast. We had bands from as far as uh, Denmark. We had uh, just a litany of different bands, but they're all playing. How'd you get a band from Denmark? They were on tour oh. in mm-hmm. the U S that was where were lucky. they that, that you convinced so them sweet. to slide over? Uh, they're from they're coming up from Boise. Okay, yeah, it's and it just bad. happened to line out perfectly because they were they were um, going to be in the Seattle Portland area, so they were just looking to fill a, a date in between, and this was perfect. Mm-hmm. But my basic premise for this whole thing was I wanted to invite in different perspectives through punk and hardcore music um, because for me, growing up, skateboarding and punk rock and hardcore were just it that's what helped me get my worldview that's what helped me get my understanding and of it still is for for kids here in the valley yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. i wanted to present the opportunity for younger kids to be able to hear that and see that um firsthand because it's obviously something that's not going to happen most of the time in a town this small so i just invited bands that i liked um with the promise of a hotel room and some food which we got donated um, I couldn't pay them anything because it was a fundraiser, obviously. But, I mean, that was one of the coolest things about this. And one of the most humbling experiences of the whole thing was that we could invite these bands that would otherwise be playing in major cities to probably hundreds of people that are all there to mm-hmm. mosh and really <clears throat> dig on the music to come up here and play for people that otherwise had never heard of their band, yeah. had never seen somebody hardcore dancing or moshing and were basically there for skating. They were willing to come up here and do this for free just for the fun of it. Yeah. And that that's the spirit of the event. And yeah, it is, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. it's It was not a – I mean, it was great that we were able to raise money over the years uh, for this – for the skate park, uh, you know, totaling the sum of somewhere in between three to $4,000 but um, or more. I haven't actually looked at the figures. But yeah. um, for – the bands to come out and just do it for the fun. And that's, that's where my heart was. And a lot of the skaters, you know, were like, just let's get out there and have a skate. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And understanding that we're trying to build a community of like-minded people that are open-minded and tolerant of everybody and their experiences and understanding. Um, because again, I just feel like that's a perspective that is sometimes lacking and it's something that is really important to instill into younger people, Mm -hmm. especially at this formidable age when you can rebel and be a shithead and, you know, really become a jerk or you could be a really cool person that's, uh, yeah. Well, you know, know, even, (laughs) even Jordan Peterson tells people to stay away from skateboarders and leave them alone. So if a guy like that could leave skateboarders alone and be tolerant of them. You got to imagine there's sure, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you've talked about the bands that have played, but there was a whole skate competition. So like what were, who were some of the skaters? If you remember, did your stepson do it? And do you remember any of the winners or what were some of the prizes? Tell me about the skate competition portion of it. So, yeah, so that was, that was kind of my part of the, the collaboration. Um, 
And um, every year I would reach out to different uh, businesses, uh, Zoomies included. Um, they helped us out um, on a store level and never really pulled their heads out of their corporate butts um, because of whatever <laughs> issues. But the uh, the local managers kind of helped us out, gave us discounts on gear. And a mm-hmm. lot of stuff uh, came from out of pocket on my end, especially the last couple of years. But yeah, um, we both had to end up just buying out. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to get people to to um, to fund the event just because it they didn't see the ROI on it. You know, they didn't really see like, oh well, if I <clears> put you know if I put my business up on your banner. You know, it's a skate comp, and so you've got a lot of punks and skaters. Well, who's it's buying not our demographic, stuff, you know? You know? What I mean? yeah. yeah, so anyway, so um, so it was hard to get sponsorships is basically where I'm going with that. Um, so we would uh, – I would just work on um, getting together prizes and uh, prom- helping promote the event. Um, Drew did a good job of putting some fun stuff on Instagram and, and on Facebook, kind of managing the Facebook content. And, um, yeah, creating uh, an event with for skaters. We did intermediate or we did uh, advanced, intermediate, and beginner comps. Mm-hmm. I think we might have skipped one of the levels, like yeah. the third year maybe. Maybe we just did advanced and intermediate or something like that. Yeah, but it was difficult to get um, the, beginners, the beginner comps together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we all, I think every year, though, we, we we gave away like a skateboard to a kid or something like that, you know. We had awesome prizes. Yeah, yeah. We always and managed we, to get good prizes. We also prizes. got local support from... The now defunct Covey Skate and Board or oh, Bike and Board. Oh, yeah, Covey's that, Bike and Board. Oh, huge. Covey's yeah. Bike Shout board. out yeah. to Justin Covey. Right. Definitely. Big shout out uh, to Justin Covey. We got sure. support from Follett's Mountain Sports as well. Yep. Neat. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Those guys helped out. Um, they actually, Follett's donated some skateboards a um, couple years, actually. They donated, made some donations. So that and, was And uh, Quinn's was Skate Shop wasn't around at this point, I don't think, no. were they? No. And we, we all, I always tried to get in touch with. Um, Marla. Marla. Marla and she was awesome. Huge shout out to Marla. Yeah. I love that dude. place. I mean, I oh, bet man. all of us just spent be, countless hours in there. Just I wouldn't looking be the at person that I am without having spent time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. at Quinn's. That's. I mean, so that, much time. In a nutshell, they're the foundation of a lot of this effort. You know? Absolutely. I mean, I, I I wouldn't have gotten into skateboarding. I wouldn't have gotten into punk or hardcore. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten into anything that I'm still interested into today without. Quins, yeah and like just having those experiences when it was too hot to skate just going in and hanging just out at Quins, and sweating yeah, yeah. yep mm-hmm. getting a burrito and a, mm-hmm. and a can of pop and just uh checking out all the new stuff that she would get and daydreaming about oh, i'm gonna get this next i'm yeah. gonna get that next <laughs> what a hole that place was man it was so it was pumped. perfect it was so good it was yeah. perfect it yeah. was glorious and yeah, all wasn't it wasn't oh yeah Ugh. Both locations. I still see her out and about. We'll catch each other at a thrift store every once in a while and just give her a big hug and you know make sure she's doing okay. And she's that that woman's, she's a strong woman. She's oh, done yeah. some incredible things in her life. Unbelievably and, hard yeah. worker. Yeah, yeah, huge. So yeah, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, lots of amazing skaters from all over. Yeah. Uh, what was it? <clears throat> Any skaters from Denmark? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> uh, did did they skate at all? No. No? Okay. No. Sorry. Because <clears throat> a lot of the band members were also skaters. Yeah. In, in several of the different bands. Well, Jackson from By All Means last year, I think, took second in the advanced comp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. La- last year, yep, yeah, we had a, a 
punk band from Boise that uh, took first place last year. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Zip, mouth, I was mouth is... Yeah. I was wondering if that was going to come up. <laughs> but, uh, previous Someone years, won mm-hmm. last year from Boise, is that what you said? Uh, moving right along. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, one of the one of the band members from one of the bands we hosted. Um, I don't care to share their name, but um, they yeah they took first place last year. Um, I heard uh, somewhat. I don't controversial. know. If, I don't know if uh, you guys had some uh, theft, some vandalism occur. We did. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah did you end up getting all that stuff back? No, no. not yet. <clears throat> Huh. No, I, I, mean, I imagine it's in a dumpster. Somewhere. No, no, th- those banners were badass. <laughs> they were if cool. they dumped them, it's because they're afraid. But yeah, uh, I've been I've been in touch with the the perpetrators and um, con- continued <laughs> com- communication, and um, and they still have them and are willing to give them back. Um, we're just. Uh, they're a broke ass punk punk band, so they can't send them to us, you know. Yeah. Unfortunate. So, yeah, but uh, what uh, what were prize packages like though? Yeah, because we oh, had yeah. awesome prizes. Oh yeah, so uh, so for all the different competitions, um, again, skaters from all over the place. Uh, we had big crews come. We had people come from Walla Walla, Moscow, Pullman, Moscow, Pullman Walla, Boise, Seattle, Seattle. Yep, there was that one crew that came from. Was it Boise? They the whole crew just came from Spokane. Spokane, that's right. Just stormed the whole, like took first and second and Mm -hmm. maybe third and just crushed the competition. And Mm -hmm. super good, super cool kids. And uh, we were able to prize them up with uh, complete boards and Mm -hmm. yeah. So like a like the first place advanced competition, they would get like a complete board sticker pack, probably some other peripherals like some wax and maybe a tool or. Yeah, you know, shirt. If we had shirts at the time, um, and then it would just kind of trickle down from there. Maybe second place would get like a deck and some wheels. Uh, where we were throwing out bearings like candy, mm-hmm. um, so that was kind of cool. Wax would was trucks be getting tossed around. Yet <clears throat> some of the lucky contestants would get trucks. You know, the more expensive prizes. Mm-hmm. We also had helmets. Uh, we we were advocating helmets. for you know yeah. safe safety and. Um, we'd put some helmets out there. Um, yeah. And we also had, uh, the best trick comps too, in between the main skate comps. Yep. We'd throw out some, yeah, some bearings or some wheels for quick best trick. Yep. Just kind of pop up, pop up quick tricks. We even did a year or maybe two years where we had, uh, uh, miniature skate competition with tech decks. Yeah. Oh, nice. And so I've been, I've been collecting, uh, tech deck, um, sets for, for a couple of years now, so I've got some cool ramps and some cool features and some staircases and like a legitimate uh, like wooden half pipe tech deck half pipe with like metal coping and everything. So we did a couple of fun tech deck skate comps. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. But uh, and then we have like uh, Inland Cellular. Um, they were they were a big part of it uh, as far as some swag and stuff. They mm-hmm. would they would uh, kick us you know sunglasses and different things that we could pass out during the event or augment uh, some of the prize packages with them. And they brought down their trailer <clears throat> a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, 
they were helpful. Um, you know, they they were definitely um, big on trying to promote the event and and get involved. They've always done a really good job on being involved in the community and stuff. So that was thanks another Kaylee Dry and Inland yeah, Cellular definitely. for sure. Mm-hmm. And that was another evolution of the event is the food vendors that we got. You want to talk about some of the different uh, food vendors that came? That out? was tough, man. Yeah, it was <clears> tough. It was like pulling teeth to get people to show up at the skate park. They're like punk rock skate comp. Uh, sounds <laughs> like people are going to be broke. And, right. You know, yeah. It was. It was difficult yeah. to find. It was just this somebody negative that made, stigma. Well, it was. It was tough to find somebody that made food that would be at a price point that sure. like a fifteen to eighteen year old kid would have skater. You know, in his pocket. Yeah. You know, four or five bucks, he could eat something yummy and maybe yeah. even get a soda out of the deal. You know? So who ended up coming then? So we had. Um, uh, Little Man's Donuts came uh, one year, um, sold some sweets and some donuts, and they did they did pretty good. They said uh, we had um, uh, Lucy's Tacos. Mm. She came through. Yum. Yeah. Oh my god, so <laughs> yum. Her food's so amazing. The lingua taco. <clears throat> I could eat that all day. Yeah. Right. Uh, but she didn't bring her little trail so, or trailer, so she brought a truck full of equipment okay. to set up like a pop-up shop. Sweet. <clears throat> brought refrigerator out and everything. And they they went through a lot of uh, trouble to get out there and make it happen. And yeah, that was really nice of them. And you know, they they did okay. They wished they would have done better, but um, it was good to have them at the event. Uh, and then there was there was a some sort of candy shack. Gosh, I can't remember their name offhand, but. Um, well, we had Lemon Boss one yeah, year, a mm-hmm. couple of years actually, yep. and they actually donated a lot to the event. Yeah, Lemon Boss, she was instrumental, definitely yep. a huge help, and everybody was drinking the, the lemonade. It was good lemonade for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Yep. And then we'd, we'd do like, we'd just go and buy a bunch of pizzas and like, you know, sell slice of pizza or pizza and a pop for three bucks or whatever. We got a lot of donations through our connection with uh, Dan from Pepsi, and they would give us some some free uh, beverages to sell as well. Sounds like a lot of local (laughs) businesses chipped in on this. Mm -hmm. They did, yeah. And people. Yeah, Yeah. it was a fundraiser, and, uh, you know, um, again, yeah, Pepsi was, was, uh, Idaho Beverages helped out a huge ton every year. They would, we'd go down there and just pick up like a super full or a van full of, Yep. yeah, that's right, we'd even get our ice from there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and we'd grab our coolers from River City Church every year, um, who uh, my brother-in-law, or ex-brother-in-law, I guess I should say technically, Moses Latella, he he would let us borrow all these huge marine coolers, and we would go to uh, Pepsi and fill them up with their ice machine there. So oh, we had cool. ice, and uh, Albertsons let us store the ice, I think, once or one or two years. Which was so cool. We had it ready to go. Yeah. Um, another part of that whole... Uh, connection uh, Knox Concrete right across the street. Yeah, uh, they would uh, store all of our um, <clears throat> cases of beverages right across the street from the skate park, so that when we were ready to grab them, we could just run right across the street, grab them, and bring them over to the event. And so, yeah, thanks Knox Concrete for that. That was that was huge. Um, but that was that was a big part of the fundraising is selling drinks at the event. Obviously, yeah. the skaters and, and bands, we would take care of them and keep everybody hydrated. Water was typically free if you couldn't <clears> afford it. <throat> we didn't like, it wasn't like we were like, oh, you know. Yeah, three bucks a bottle. The <laughs> the, the key was having fun. Well, and the, the thing of it was, too, is the event <clears throat> went from, like, 
10 a.m. some years until 10 10 to 10 or even later yeah so staying hydrated was key because yeah that's a long day it's the peak of summer in the summer yeah right right. yeah Yeah. like the hottest time of summer now did you always do it on july 4th or did that date kind of it it fluctuated so we always tried to kind of do it the weekend after fourth of july Mm -hmm. after the first year yep yeah and and that in and of itself was kind of difficult to figure out when we should do it because there, it was nice weather and there was tons of events happening. So mm-hmm. we didn't want to conflict. Are out of town. Yeah, well, we that's didn't actually a good weekend because most people. Well, I guess maybe a lot of people don't go out of town for Fourth of July, but a lot of people do, and yeah. so well, they're usually are, home the next so weekend. It's, yeah, it's I just guess. Kind of a, a, Interest, yeah, it's kind of tricky, and that was part of another reason why Bar Gen became what it was because we just wanted to absorb all of these events into one thing Mm -hmm. instead of trying to compete for you know all these different spaces, Mm -hmm. just make it one big. And that was years three and four, right? Yeah, correct. Yep, yeah. One year, I we were talking, you and I were talking about a date, and then we were, I was looking at conflicting events, and I was like, oh, well. I think Capitol Street Dock concerts kind of around that time, mm-hmm. so we, we probably don't really want to do it the same day. And then I was like, "Or do we?" <laughs> <clears throat> and then, then I was like, "Oh!" And then so I reached out to Nathan Alford with the Tribune, mm-hmm. and uh, and then boom, we were like, "All right, yeah, but let's barge in." Yeah, and we started having weekly meetings to mm-hmm. firm up everything and get the ball rolling on this new event that would become Barge In with the help of. Courtney Kramer from beautiful downtown Lewis. And I mm-hmm. think she actually named the event and, uh, yeah, it was just a really cool thing. The first year was kind of difficult because I was in Ecuador for a month doing undergrad research. And mm-hmm. so we were trying to coordinate everything the month leading up to smash the skate yeah, yeah. while I was out of country. Uh-huh. And so that made it a little bit tricky, but it worked out. Nah, it did. It worked out. It was a, a cool collaboration for sure. And so many other people that were involved and, you know, designers of the Tribune. And <clears throat> it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Had a great time. And you're not coming back for a fifth year. Not as of now. Not now. What yeah, what, what would, uh, why, why not? You said it was a lot of work for two people. I just think at this point, you know, we've kind of decided that maybe it's time to pass the reins off to somebody else. Um and and see what somebody else can do with it and what their passion is in terms of music or how they want to set up and structure the competitions and mm-hmm. is that already happening? Is someone else taking the it, reins? It might be. It's, it's in the talks. In the works. Um, I mean, it's it's been in the talks for three years. Or, yeah. You know. So, um, but it's the challenges is like for me it was like I was working a full time job. Um, I was with Fast Signs, um, who also was a, a big contributor. Um, they donated at least 200 or more dollars per year towards a budget for like these stickers and banners and things like that. They did all this printing. Um, so, but I'm no longer with them now. So like I've got bandwidth and we were, Drew, Drew and I are, were joking cause it's like, well, I'm unemployed now, so I have more time <laughs> now. So it seems a little bit more, you know, plausible, but right. Uh, at the same time, it was just so burnt out. I'm so burnt out from it, you know. It just, yeah. Um, but ultimately, the Valley has needs to have a skate competition. Yeah. It has to. If it doesn't happen this year, then we'll probably resurrect it next year right? because we just have to. Be like, oh, all right. Heck, well, I was going to say, what would it take to bring you back? But I yeah. kind of answered that question. I mean, it, that could very well be the, the, the thing. I mean, I already have 
without giving away too much, I already have kind of a little small side project in the in the works. Um, there's always been little small pop up skate competitions, you know. But uh, Slingshot, there's a local band, and they're also mm-hmm. all local skaters. And um, and they played Smash the Skate last year. Yep, yeah. <clears throat> shredded it. They were they were they were cool. Um, but those guys um, have interest in kind of taking the torch a little bit. And but the, again, they're everybody's working full time jobs. They're they're in a band now, so it's just like you know getting stretched a little thin. Yeah. So it's it's tough, but um, there'll definitely be at least one small pop up, you know, maybe give away a board or two or something like that. I think Neat. I've, I think I've got a couple helmets left over from last year. You know, <laughs> some <laughs> sticker packs. Yeah, but it w- it wouldn't take much to resurrect it if we got some support and some people. I mean, that's just, I, I speak for myself. But. That's definitely what I feel like uh, we were lacking in our efforts yeah. to make it happen was just if we would have had a few more pairs of hands mm-hmm. and uh, people willing to do some of the legwork that we needed to get done. Because just like you said, I mean, you're a dad. You had a full-time job. I had a full-time job. I yeah. was doing 18 credits of school, internships. Right. And, you know, we wanted to maintain our social lives, which Gregory has a great social life that I'm envious of. <laughs> Don't be. I never leave the house. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was just trying to juggle all of those things, and it just made it really difficult um, to do the the necessary planning. The yep. If you're interested in helping with Smash the Skate, send an email to <laughs> oldspiralpodcast at gmail.com, and we will put you in touch with the correct people. Boom. Yeah. There it yep. is. Absolutely. Resurrect the skate. <clears throat> yeah, if you don't email, it won't happen. So come on, people. And I mean, we talk about how it's a lot of work, but it was also a lot of fun. And it was, I mean, it was, it was way well, that more was fun the whole point, was right? It was just to have. We kept coming back. Yeah. And we would beat ourselves up. And at the end of it, we would be exhausted. Oh, man. We'd be <clears> at the <throat> skate park for nearly 24 hours. Just like zombies yeah. moving, moving equipment around, just like, uh. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and, you know, uh, it was tough because at the end of the day, Gregory would have to, you know, pack stuff up while I would go get the bands into their hotel room. Mm-hmm. Then I would come back and we pack stuff up. And yep. you're just exhausted and trying to figure out where everything <laughs> is, what ended up in whose car. Oh, my God. What a mess sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not to say that if somebody wanted to do something like this that you shouldn't because of the work. I mean, you should just do it. It's so worth it. Yeah, well, well what would you it. guys, uh, yeah. what kind of advice would you give someone who's wanting to do an event, this event or one like it in the future? I think the biggest thing is just overcoming the fear of, like, I can't do it or it's it's too big of scale or nobody's going to want to come play because, honestly, all you have to do is reach out to a band on social media, reach out to a business and say, hey, can you support me? And the worst that they can do is say no. Yeah, right. And you move on. You find other people that do want to help out. And, you know, find your friends that, you know, have a good work ethic and want to try hard and make something cool. Because it's like it's like we were talking about on the last episode with Jamie Laws. If something doesn't exist, you should make it yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's sort of the whole essence of hardcore punk and skating in and of itself is I'm bored and I don't need other people mm-hmm. to, to entertain me. I'm going to go out and do this myself. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, just go out and connect with people that share your same passions. And whether it's something like this or something totally different, if you want to make a fly fishing club or a knitting circle or whatever whatever. it is, just Uh go do it. I mean, it's worth it in the end. We've got years of memories to look back on now. Yep. 
fond, fond memories yeah. and, and smiles all around for sure. I mean, yep. even when I was, you know, sunburnt and weathered and tired, I was still smiling <laughs> and goofing and laughing. It was, I mean, there was one year even where, like, we, uh, I did, um, it was kind of an experiment. I did smash the rave. <laughs> and uh so at 10 o'clock it still kind of creeped me out <laughs> yeah remember that when oh, we the, the music <laughs> yeah. yeah so so apparently drew is afraid of electron dark electronic techno, it like, like a techno music it reminded him. me of like uh when i was like little and you'd watch uh like triple x and or i think it was triple x the scene where they're like was in this Cube? weird like no it was Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel. yeah oh, and they're in like okay. this weird european dance club thing or like blade what about, or like the matrix yeah similar yeah, to that when he goes and follows the white oh, blade the dance club i know your yeah. weakness yeah that's a good actually that's a good Not track that's that. a that's a, a dark techno track for uh, sure yeah it, it kind of creeped me out it was reminiscent <laughs> of that but me. oh my god so yeah so i my guess night. the matrix was uh rob zombie so that doesn't really fit does it Kind of. I don't know. A little kinda bit. A little bit. Yeah. He's Rob in a Zombie similar kind of vein, right? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. He could hit it. dark, and I would agree, yeah. Dun, 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 but, like, my night dun. started at 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. 10 p.m. Uh-huh. You know, er, my day started. I mean, the day is done, and I started a whole other mission at, mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock. We brought all the DJs out. And where was that at? sound system. It was at the skate park. Okay. And we ended up You had a raving. light show, too. Huh? You had a light show, too, and, like, all this yeah, other stuff. Lights yeah, lights and sound. We had lights uh, in trees. And so, like, we it, we created this kind of, like, mystical wonderland. And uh, <laughs> almost like you were at a, you know, like, Paradiso or something like that for a second in downtown Houston. That's awesome. But we went till, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. Raved. We raved there at the skate park. And, uh, and you just did that once? Just did it once, yeah. yeah. Not not worth you. Want and that was that was kind of the fun of it too, was uh, finding these creative little things to add in. Uh-huh. Like when we had that, uh, it wasn't a, a competition, but it was just basically like inviting people to come down and do chalk art on the levee. Yeah. To like tell people, hey, Smash Skate is this way, and the, some, some of the stuff that people around. made yeah. was just amazing. My friend Bernita and her friend, I can't remember his name, but they did this huge like mural, Smash the Skate mural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was really cool. Yep, and uh, let's see what else. There was all kinds of little. We did the like the photo booth thing with the gorilla. Yeah. Um, My buddy Andrew Edlin at uh, Monroe Street Tattoo did some artwork for us one year, and he made this gigantic gorilla head that was like smashing a skateboard. And nice. Gregory made a big vinyl poster that um, we cut uh, a spot out in the mouth of the of the gorilla yeah. where you could stick your head through and yeah. get your picture taken, and it said "Smash well, the Skate." I'd be remiss <laughs> if I didn't uh, mention your mascot. Max, yeah, your dog, oh yeah, was dude. a little bit of a mascot. Okay. Max, who was mascot. doing? Who did that artist or art, artwork? So Max or Abel Terrier got done in some rendition a few different times. So mm-hmm. the first year was just a picture that I took of him, and then the second year um, I had a buddy from Spokane that did a bull terrier in a leather jacket, and he's got like a little Grateful Dead pin on his jacket and. Uh, it, that one was probably one of my favorites. And then, like I said, uh, a friend Mars did uh, the one last year, and she did it after her bull terrier, which is named Pokey. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. He was an awesome dog from all accounts. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, we just found different ways to include him. And another reoccurring theme that we had for design was video game stuff. Mm. So yeah, I see one of the fourth year's Tony Hawk's yeah. pro yeah. skater, the PS uh, PlayStation logo. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, was kind of my, my thing. I was like, okay, what, what iconic video game can I rip that, off that one. every year? Yeah. <laughs> and the first year I was like, oh, it'd be sick if we had the, uh, Street Fighter font, but it had it say "Smash the Skate." So we had a our, our buddy Kevin Beeson airbrush a, a big poster. That was second that, year. Second year, yeah, because yeah. it was said the Smash iconic the skate Street two. Fighter Two, yeah, which is like one of the most iconic video games ever. Yeah, and very recognizable font. Yep, or type, and he, yeah, Kevin Beeson with River City Church, who River City Church was a huge contributor the second year. Mm-hmm. They uh, he made the banner, which was. Well over eight hundred to a thousand dollars worth of work. I mean, he he really put some effort into it. Um, they also donated eight hundred dollars to the event um, and staffing and staffing. Yeah. And I had mixed feelings about it just because I'm not a religious person. But they were super cool in their approach. They didn't want any pub at all for their church. Yep. They didn't want any recognition for donating. They yep. were just there to help out. Yeah, that's the way to go. Really cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. And uh yeah, so they're they're uh, they were a huge, like I said, component there. And now I think they're they're holding service at CHS, so go check them out if you are religious. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so we did uh let's see, uh God, what was the first year? First year was second year was Street Fighter two. Third year was uh, Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah. Fourth year was which was Smash the, the skate which 4. was the game where in which uh, the Mario Brothers could fly right. Yeah. So, we so did... it was the, the 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 basically the cover of the game. Yeah. And you'll see it. It's so instead of Mario as the little raccoon guy flying, we butchered it, and he's basically uh, Christ Air Mario. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll post all these uh, pictures. We'll take pictures of these yeah. and post them up online it's, for everyone to see. God, what was year one? They were all uh, what the heck? I think it was just a picture of Max against a brick wall. All right, I think uh, I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> video game sticker. Maybe I didn't do. My we didn't video do. Game no, there was the no video year. game mm-hmm. sticker the first year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we got some fun stuff. Yeah, there was some good themes in there. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, ultimately it was really cool. And I, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we're forgetting about. Like right now I'm looking at this uh, kind of color crayon competition thing that we had that Gregory threw together for the kids, mm-hmm. the really small kids. It was a smash the skate design. They We had a coloring competition to see who could come up with the best skateboard design. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was fun. We so, did a lot of kids stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there and again, it was just an attempt to make it inclusive for anybody that wanted to come. Mm-hmm. And bubble blowing station, coloring. Yep. We did um, what else? Did we? we did the yeah, the chalk, a couple of other fun little activities for the kids. Yeah. yeah. And and at one point we wanted to have and it, it never came to fruition. So if you do this event, you should contact Skate Like a Girl, the Seattle chapter. Um, we wanted them to come out and teach kids how to do some basic stuff like Ollie um, and their great organization. And mm-hmm. it would it would be really cool to get them involved at some level if we if we do this again or not to have them come out and and show the kids you know a few things. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, um, we had a lot of really good support from some older skateboarders in the valley, um, Marvin Reininger, um, Chris Johnson. 
both uh, judged, I think, every year. Yeah, uh, and Dan Prostel again. Yeah, uh, Marvin might have missed a year or two. Uh, Dan came down for a few. He's now in Portland. Miss you, Dan. Um, <laughs> and... Um, but and then we would take the uh, advanced skaters uh, would judge the um, intermediate or or beginner comps and yeah so that was kind of cool but yeah. yeah thanks guys thanks Marvin and Chris for for your time yeah and and thanks to the Tribune for helping us out and including us in the Bar Gin Fest that would later come to be it was just yeah. a lot of fun yeah super fun yep absolutely. Well, is there anything you guys want to add? Special memories, events? Uh, Gregory, how can people get a hold of you? Because you, you still host events today. So how can people mm-hmm. find those events that you host? Is that on Facebook? Yeah, there's. So if you find uh, Engender on Facebook, and um, Engender E N G E N D E R. Okay. Um, so that's kind of something I'm trying to start. Um, and uh, happy to to find some people that want to be um, liaisons for it and administrators. Administrators, it's a it's the meaning of the word. You know, it's to kind of rise up and create. And um, so, hoping to take engender to new heights with creating community events, um, celebrating community events, promoting all of that. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of one way. Um, obviously. Um, on the social channels, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. Gregory Ray. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not hard to find on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe you I'm are. Like, I don't know because yeah. we're friends. You're also, I, you also, you might be. Uh, do you have a separate page for DJ Moonray? No, I, no? you know, gosh. And I, I, so when I moved from the valley, I was like, all right, I'm done DJing. This is, oh, God, you know, sex, drugs, and house music. I'm over it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, now I de- so when I DJ here, it's all just word of mouth, mm-hmm. and people like, oh, you know, Gregory's a DJ, or, and then just kind of, it just works out, and so yeah. I do. I've done some weddings, and then I do all my private events. I like your Pareja stuff, the vinyl, the yeah. bring your own vinyl BYOB. stuff. Yeah, that's always yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's super fun at uh, Pareja Sellers, and I'm gonna move that event around a little bit too, mm-hmm. just like the the ecstatic dance abundance and BYOB, all those different events. I want to try to start moving them around the valley a little bit to create more exposure for other businesses and just kind of spread the vibes a little bit and yeah, just have fun at the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. Drew, you have anything else to add? Nope. I think that's it. Man. Thanks. Thanks everyone for listening. Well, thanks Gregory for coming in and doing this with us. It was a lot of fun. It, this is cool. You know, uh, old spiral podcast guys. This is rad. <laughs> thanks. I, uh, I've been um, curious about some of Drew's side stuff and I know that he said that he had some cool stuff in the works and well we did last week was is. fly f- no last week was jamie laws the yeah. week before was fly fishing mm-hmm. and then so i'm brewed beer obviously you tried some of my beer yeah and good so, beer bart brian thank mm. you it's on record yeah um <laughs> but so i did one where we talked about brewing just like simple yeah. w- kind of where does it come from how do you go from barley to beer and then la- the week after was Drew talking about fly fishing. And now we're definitely going to go fly fishing because that's Absolutely. one of Drew's hobbies. That, that was fun to listen to. Yeah. Listen too, to him talk about fly fishing. I'm too uh, feeble and old to skate still. So fly fishing it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Gregory, for coming in. Yeah. Uh, smash the skate for sure. Yeah. Forever. Like- Forever for full life. Yep. We should get the tattoo <laughs> right here. Yeah, tattoo. matching tattoos. Oh yeah. And, uh...
recording the intro, um, I really wish that I had gone to these Smash the Skate events. It was fun, man. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. I, I was usually pretty stressed. Well, you, you guys worked a lot on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was a good time, but it was neat hearing how the community kind of, kind of came together, how you could get your ice from Pepsi, store it at Albertsons and then keep your drinks across the street at the concrete company. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it was just cool to see a bit of altruism happening and people just laying down their pride and their ego and giving up their time and in some cases their money to help us with this event. And uh, it was just really eye-opening to see people in town uh, want to contribute and help to something that they don't necessarily care about or are involved in, but they're willing to do it anyway. It was it was really cool, really uh, a humbling and neat experience. Well, it's one of those stories that makes me happy that I live in the place that I do. I mean, there's a lot of really great people in this valley. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, again, we try to stay positive on the show. Of course, there are horrible people in this valley, too. But you're going to find those people everywhere. So it's nice just having a story um, where the community came together for something like that. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of reinstilled some hope that I had for the town and for the people that I live around because I I do sometimes have a jaded perspective of this little valley and, uh, you know, what what I think the average person is here. And it's, it's not always the case. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to see. Yeah. Well, it was fun having Gregory in. I can't wait to get more great guests. Um, man, <clears throat> excuse me. Man, we have a we have a lot of great topics. We came up with another like 10 or so ideas today just we uh, did. talking with uh, Gregory and he, his friend and, and um man, it's a good time. I can't wait to keep going. I'm glad we got this little podcast chugging. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful for all the listeners out there. Uh, if you're listening, hello. I bet you my dad's listening. I'm going to say, hey, dad. Uh, Caitlin's shout out to dad. dad. Yeah, shout Caitlin's out to Caitlin's dad, dad might be listening. He listens on the reg. Uh, shout out to Miss Funk. Yeah. Uh, she listened to our last episode and gave positive feedback. Yeah, and either someone out there is using a VPN or we had an Argentinian listener. That's true. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Probably a VPN. But anyway, we're just really grateful for everybody. And uh, I don't know. Stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.